Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with Luis and Daniela. Before we get started, I want to say that you guys should definitely go follow us on our social media account at No BS at no BS pod on Instagram. Make sure to follow Daniela on Instagram at underscore Danny Kova and me at King Lewis. Now that we got all that out of the way, <laughs> let's just dive right in because we have three shows, a bunch of nonsense, a bunch yes. of shade, a bunch of shit to talk about. So let's just dive right in. I'm going to go ahead and start with the Real Houses of Atlanta. You know how much I love these women and these episodes, they're steaming <laughs> up. How are you feeling about this season so far? I like, I mean, it's better than a lot of the other COVID seasons, like OC, which I heard was a train wreck, and Dallas, which I hear people only really like one housewife in Dallas right now. So I'm like, okay, Atlanta is the best COVID storyline we've got. All right, so I'm going to stick with that. I like <laughs> it. They're gi- they're giving us at least a little something, even though yeah, we have COVID. We, so. we could get <laughs> a little bit more, which hopefully they give us more in these next upcoming <laughs> episodes, but uh. We'll take what we can get, I guess. But to start off, the episode starts off with Kenya versus Marlo. So as I said it, if we can rewind the tapes, we'll go back to last episode. I said that (laughs) Marlo wasn't going anywhere. She was going to come back. And that's exactly what she did. So she comes back and she's like, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. You know, we keep fighting over the years. We've hated each other. And I'm just over it. And it's funny because Portia made it a point to be like, it's so sad that Marlo yearns to be besties with Kenya. And Kenya just doesn't give a fuck about her. And they finally, like, after arguing for a whole bunch of minutes, they they come to the conclusion that, you know, they should just try to be better, try to be better people, friends, because they're not even friends. So they're just mm-hmm. like, we're, we're going to try to do better as far as our relationship, our, as far as our relationship goes. And it is what it is. Everyone's just like, we're exhausted. Like, <clears throat> everyone's just like, we're exhausted of seeing you guys fight. We need to move on. So something tells me that that's probably going to last for a little bit. And then they're going to go back to talking shit about one another, because let's be honest. <laughs> The Marlo and Kenya are two of the most shady women to ever be on this show. Yes. I don't know. Do you think their friendship, <laughs> their truce is going to last? No, I don't think so. I'm like, something's going to happen. You're going to see her in a bad outfit and you're going to fucking say something. You're just, these are annoying. <laughs> exactly. So after that, after the little fight, Portia's like, so are we going to play a game? Like, what's up? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, when you're on vacation, it's one thing to be on vacation where you just want to relax, but it's another to be on vacation on a TV show. Obviously, they're filming, so they got to keep us entertained. So they're like, let's play a game. Kenya, the host, the shittiest host ever, she's like, oh, my God, the game. Oh That's right. Um, let's play a game. Let's play a game that we're going to go upstairs and go to sleep. And everyone's just like, what? Like, you what? a clown. Wah, what is wah. happening? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly what happens. She goes upstairs. Candy follows after her. And she's like, what is this? Like you're not going to come down. We're trying to play a game. What is this? And Kenya's just like, no, I have to be with my baby. I'm not doing this right now. This is not a moment. And then Candy goes downstairs and she's obviously upset. On a lighter note, we see Cynthia. And I'm sorry, Cynthia, you say you're not an auntie. You say you're not an aunt, but she's over here packing up food to go take to her mom and, <laughs> and her fiance. What did you think about this? Like, I know uh, Portia and Shamia were kind of laughing about it, but like, girl it was a six-hour drive that you're gonna take some me back come on now a six-hour drive and then they're not even leaving the next day so after that we see candy and she's crying because she they kind of ask her what's up what's happening with kenya and she basically just furthermore explains how she's feeling and she's like i have my my daughter at home like you guys aren't with your with your children and your spouses like this is not okay and they're basically all just expressing how they feel kind of going on a rant about how evil kenya is which 
I mean facts. They weren't saying anything that's not true. And it sucks having to see that these ladies are genuinely upset. Like they're really triggered by Kenya and her actions. And we see later yeah. on that she takes some, and I say some, I use that word very loosely. She takes some accountability for actions, but even still she's <laughs> laughing throughout the whole entire thing. So it's just messy. They're like, fuck this. Yeah. We want to play a game and they go to bed. The next morning we see Cynthia on the beach. She's hanging out on her phone. She's FaceTiming Mike. And it's funny. He's like, you're on your honeymoon. You're on our honeymoon right now without me. And she's like, yeah, it's like a honeymoon. I get those vibes minus the sex. And I was like, oh, Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia. Um, while all that's happening, the rest of the girls are prepping for their dungeon style bachelorette party. Candy, I'm sorry, but now after watching this, I'm like, I want to be Candy's friend because so she set up <laughs> the strippers and nobody gives a fuck about the strippers. I'm concerned about she said she gives them four thousand dollars in ones to throw at the strippers. And then on top of that, she spent money on getting them costumes and outfits. Yeah. I forget that Candy's like a millionaire billionaire. Like, how much money does this woman have? This bitch is rich. This is, I mean, she gets royalties, what, from every TLC song. She gets royalties from Escape. She gets royalties from Ed Sheeran. Like, bitch, that bitch, she's a rich bitch, okay? She could outdo all these fucking bitches on every housewife. <laughs> okay. And then we see, so we see Candy explain to the girls that they're going to have this secret surprise bachelorette party with the strippers and whatnot. And Latoya and Portia are super excited I find it hilarious how producers made it a point to like give us closed captioning on what Portia was saying as far as we can get in the box. Oh, me, me and you, Latoya, we're single. We're single. We can do whatever. Mm -hmm. Because as we know, in the next episode and the following episodes, the whole scandal of Portia allegedly fucking the stripper is in question. <laughs> All that messiness is going to come. So I'm excited for that. So after that, Candy kind of pulls Kenya to the side and she basically breaks everything down. And she's like, you know what? You've been being you've been acting annoying. Like there's a double standard. I'm trying to be nice with you, but I'm sick of your shit. And Kenya's like not really listening. I feel like she just gives mm -hmm. excuse after excuse. And I don't know. Kenya kind of questions Candy and her loyalty, which then can't which then triggers Candy because she's like, bitch, are you kidding me? I constantly get blowback yeah. from defending your dumbass and this is not what we're going to mm -hmm. do right now. I don't know. I don't care for their relationship. I feel like Candy is a great person and she definitely deserves better as far as friends. How do you see the dynamic of the relationship? Yeah, I always feel like Candy goes above and beyond to like defend her. And I'm just like, Candy, really? She's like in like you can't really defend her like Candy and Cynthia specifically go above and beyond to try and show that Candy is a good person. I'm like, you guys can't do that. And Candy specifically in this moment, she can't excuse the. Yes, she can maybe excuse. I had to be with my daughter, Candy. But can she really excuse how she's been a fucking terrible host? No, she cannot. She can't excuse how she made you guys go on a smelly bus. Like, there's nothing. Like, she's, you can't defend I'm her, I'm like, Candy. it's the bus. It's the food. Accommodations. It's Get it together. the lack of games. Exactly. <laughs> So Kenya apologizes for leaving the game. She's talking to the women. She's like, I'm sorry, but I had to take care of my daughter. It is what it is. And she's laughing the entire time. This is what pisses me mm -hmm. off about Kenya is that if you're going to apologize, know what you're apologizing for, because it really didn't exactly. seem like she knew what the fuck she was apologizing for. And on top of that, she's laughing. Like, what about the situation? Do you mm -hmm. think it's funny? Do you not see that your friends and we use yeah. that term loosely because they don't give a fuck about her. <laughs> your friends are clearly upset and bothered by your actions. Like, grow up do better Portia said exactly. it best when she calls her Maleficent she's like this bitch is a fucking Disney villain and I'm like mm, <laughs> I don't know about Disney but she's a villain like but she's a villain <laughs> exactly 
they transition over to them working out. And I don't know if it's just the Bravo fan in me, the Bravo stan historian, if you will, but they played Real Houses of Salt Lake City music in the background. Did you catch that? The little I was like, yeah, editors are on top of it. Excuse me, wrong city. You're like, um, these are not the white bitches. But um, so the women decide to exercise, and Latoya's leading this, which eh, I don't know about the world of fitness, so <laughs> you guys can judge that for yourselves. But before they start exercising, they all take a shot, and I'm like, are you serious That's right not now? Healthy. This is not healthy. This is not okay. That's gonna fuck up your body. Like, exactly. Doesn't alcohol like dehydrate you? Exactly. So I was like, what are they doing? I know you guys are just trying to give us a show, but it's like, take care of yourself. You know, you can never bounce back from this. Messy, messy, messy. So Drew decides that, you know, she can't be exercising because as we know, her Achilles heel is messed up. So her and Portia kind of just sit to the side, call them cheerleaders, if you will. But um, Drew is not having the situation at hand. She's like, I don't fucking get this. She basically calls out everyone for being fake. She's like, I'm not with this shit. This is not okay. Everyone was talking shit about Kenya and now, Y'all are twirling with her. Y'all are laughing, kicking with her. What's the situation? Like, what is this? Portia's mm-hmm. like, I get it. Like, you have a pure mindset and I understand where you're coming from. But someone like, she basically says like only a friend telling her shit would be clear for her. Would like actually go, yeah. through, go through her fucking head. And I found this interesting. Drew was like, well, I was telling you because you're all about Black Lives Matter and doing better and she's like i thought you could lead us (laughs) exactly the leader of the group and she was like well here's the thing that's one black life that i do care about i value her life but our relationship is too fucked up that i just don't care which i mean facts she didn't say anything that was or wrong exactly i think drew's so new to the group that she doesn't understand like no one can really get through to kenya and really it's better to just fucking try to have a good time then try to get through to her because it's like then you're just going to ruin your own trip so i think portia was trying to like tell drew that but i think drew just wants everybody to be um to be real do you get me like and here's the thing i get exactly what you're saying because like she is new to the group and she kind of just doesn't get that things like you need to keep things rolling but i'd probably be the same like this is not this i'm not here for the bullshit it doesn't make sense exactly Mm -hmm. after that the girls sit around and Oh God, this is where the episode kind of takes takes a turn for the worse. So all of the ladies are sitting down and they're watching the charges or lack thereof of the policeman who killed Breonna Taylor. As we know, this was mm-hmm. filmed in the past couple of months. So all of this is still relatively or should be relatively new and should be talked about. Um, mm-hmm. So after a while of listening, they see that and basically the judge states that it's wanted endangerment, meaning. Yeah. Meaning they're not calling it what it is. Like these people fucking Murder. killed her. Say what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, like, I was gonna say, I don't know who you're trying to protect, but clearly you're trying to protect these fucking men, these shitty policemen. And it's, of course, it's a moment where I cried. And I know people are probably like, why are you uh, crying? Yes. What is that going to do? But it's, it sucks to see them in such a position where they're vulnerable. Exactly. Like, I am, let's make this clear. I am not black, but just mm-hmm. seeing what they have to go through and see the fears that they have in their everyday life is just, it leaves me distraught and it it hurts me. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. What were your thoughts when you were watching this? I mean, you shouldn't have to be black and go through that to empathize. Do you get me? So it was just, 
I mean, for once to not see them arguing, but it was just so like, not heartbreaking. Heartbreaking is the wrong word, but I'm just, I'm going to use it because it's like the only one I can think of right now. But it was heartbreaking to see them all sitting there and then just like, listen. And you could tell that they probably, they wanted another um, outcome. Obviously we all wanted another outcome, but it's like, they didn't think that outcome was going to happen where nobody was charged or they weren't charged for the correct thing, which was murder. Seeing Marlo's reaction, like that one for sure. Like Portia's of course got me, but seeing Marlo's, she was just so, um, what's the right word? Like introspective. Like she was just so in herself. Like, like you could tell that, uh, that entire situation just made her, um, like she was, in her head like she was thinking about it yeah i mean yeah they it were was all, weird to see marlo like that they were especially really someone like her, her so exactly um they were all besides themselves and it was exactly. it was hard to watch this and i think the takeaway from this as portia said was that because candy makes it a point to be like well what do we do from here how do we how do we change this and portia made it portia basically said mm-hmm. that whatever pressure we had on policemen and the the court system and the government and everything yeah. we're trying to change we need to do 10 times harder we need to come stronger and exactly do not let this break us which is a hard thing to do let's let's just say what it is when mm-hmm. shit happens and it doesn't go the way it's supposed to be or it doesn't go the way it's supposed to do like be it hurts and like it's kind of a setback and you're like wow like what do we do from here like w- like wow we're just distraught but like she said it you just need to go 10 times harder and not let this discourage exactly people from doing what should be done mm-hmm. i wish other franchises took this step too i wish the other cities like we see them doing this too i know they're obviously doing it because porsche's been marching but it's like okay can um can we hear the white ladies say something too can we hear the white ladies use their platforms yeah too? can we uh talk about the jersey cats who's probably all fucking racist anyways that's another story um <laughs> So moving on to a lighter note, we see Drew and Tanya talking because as we know, they're not really friends. Like they don't really know each other. Um, Mm -hmm. I find it so interesting that production made sure to leave this scene in the episode where Drew is basically questioning Tanya about her home life. She's like, well, are you married? And Tanya's like, yeah, I have my life partner. And she was like, life partner? Like, what does that mean? And she's like, well, technically (laughs) we're not married, but we just know that we're going to spend the rest of our lives with one another. And she talks about not wanting yeah. to have kids and or wanting to have kids and all that. And obviously the producers left this in because as we know, again, the whole alleged Portia and Tanya fuck and they fuck the stripper allegedly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that, do you think this is going to end well for true. Tanya? I, isn't she currently with the guy? Isn't she still with him? They are together currently. So, I mean, he has to know that these rumors are circulating. Like, so they would have already broken up if they were true. But then again, maybe like if you've been together for so long, something is like small. I mean, it's not small. Cheating on your life partner <laughs> is not small. I'm hoping that's like these rumors aren't true that she's not because I like Tanya. I like her and I like that she's just so pure and so like sweet. Like she's a breath of fresh air, basically. So I just hope they're not true. I hope, I mean, you see it throughout the episode, the black and white cameras, like the cameras inside the they, house. They keep showing them. See, they keep alluding exactly. to it. The, so they like, keep hinting. Fuck, you're going to see something that you don't want to see. And I'm just so scared. Like, that's like, 
not scared but I'm just so I'm I'm anxious I don't want yeah, Tanya I, to be brought out like I'm this. super nervous especially due to the fact that <laughs> Tanya is no longer filming with them she didn't fin- she didn't like finish exactly. filming she it's like something must have happened yeah I don't know but yeah see. the proof is Girl, in the pudding you're not helping your case <laughs> yes so moving on from that, the ladies go out for dinner, which I don't even think they fucking ate. They appetizers. That's not even considered dinner, but I digress. So yeah, I was like, they, I'm hungry. They go, they go to dinner and Drew's like, let's play a game. The realest and the fakest, because clearly it's still <laughs> bothering her that these bitches yeah. are acting fake. And when she said that, I was like, Drew, 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 you are not, Drew, yeah. you are not being secret about what you're trying to do. And they're like, <laughs> They're like, okay, let's play the game. And she basically just uses that um, that game or whatever she's trying to do mm-hmm. to expose Kenya or call out Kenya. And she's like, Kenya, I'll use you as an example. You know, you left us. <laughs> and you didn't want to come downstairs. And you're, you've basically been a bad host. And as soon as she mentioned Brooklyn, I knew that Kenya was going to flip flip a yeah. fucking mood. And she was like, no, 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 no. Well, if you want to talk about my daughter, if you want to get to know my daughter, let's go take a walk on the beach. We don't this. You're coming for me. We don't need this. And yeah. Tanya then starts ordering food, which is just appetizers. Like I said, you know, I'm bringing up just apps because, bitch, I'm a fat bitch. We're not going to go out for dinner and we're not going to just eat. Exactly. She said 12 wings and there's like eight girls, nine girls. I'm like, y'all going to get a wing. I was like, can y'all get 24? Like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. But um, Kenya then feels disrespected because Portia, she's like, Portia, you're not listening. Tanya's rude because you're ordering food. And Candy kind of steps in and she's like, this is what I mean by you not being a great friend. Like you're a bad host. Like you start diminishing our feelings. You try to downplay what they're saying and it's not okay. And it's funny that Marlo was like, Marlo or Marlo's like, Kenya, you're crazy. The irony, you guys, you want our fucking attention. But when, but when you ask for us, like you want us to just be staring at you, like hanging on every one of your words. And exactly. It could be 20 people against Kenya. Kenya is so stubborn. She's never going to let you win. She's never going to let you win. What did you think about her basically being combative? Like, I'm sorry. I mean, Candy said it also before when they were talking on the balcony. If this was them doing this to Kenya, or if, yeah, if they were being the bad host to Kenya, you know Kenya would be like, this trip sucks. I can't believe they ordered food without me. I can't believe they did ABC. I can't believe they brought their kids and didn't let me bring Brooklyn. Like, you already know that she would have been 10 times worse than the way these ladies are. But because they're calling her out, oh, you guys are always picking on me. I can never do right by you. Girl, because you're not putting in any effort, okay? And they're not listening to you tanya's not listening to you number one because you were talking to drew you were talking to drew in that moment she's ordering appetizers for the table because she knows these bitches get hangry like herself okay and she even i love that tanya was like i am listening to you and then she even went on to like carry the conversation right from where they were talking and i was like bitch she was listening to you people can multitask maybe you can't because it's obvious that you can't even like I don't know, give your child off to your nanny for like two seconds because you apparently are such a great mom, but you can't, it seems like you can't multitask. Other people can. Okay, girl. So she can order her appetizers and hear you talk about how you're such a great host and how you're such a great person and how you're such a great friend. So don't worry, girl. She's listening. Yeah. Like, it's a whole, bu- she's it's too a, much. It's a whole bunch of nonsense. Um, It's a whole bunch of nonsense. And I hate how Kenya keeps going about keeps going on about you know you guys want to be my friends you guys want to be my fucking be my fucking village and it's like okay let's you talk about 
your aunt Lori. <laughs> Let's talk about your cousin Shay. We've seen all these people exactly. around her and her baby. You have family and friends who can take care of her. I'm not telling you how to be a fucking parent, but just so just like people were mad at Kim Zolciak for not being like mentally present in season five, they need to hold you to mm-hmm. the standard. If you want to be here exactly. and be with us, then be present. And I think that's the bottom line is that they feel like there's a double standard and that she's not holding yeah. herself accountable. And that that shit's triggering. But eventually, you know, Kenya kind of apologizes and she's like, Candy, if if I would have seen that you were crying downstairs, I would have came down, I would apologize and I would have made things better. And the thing that triggered me the most is that she's like laughing. She did it at the house when she first apologized. Yeah. She's doing it again. When you're giving an apology, mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's about the people you're apologizing to. And I feel like by her laughing, yes. it's like so fucking like childish and immature. That shit pissed me off. I can't stand Kenya. She's, yeah, she's annoying. I mean, I'm like, girl, didn't you just get your job back? So shouldn't you be like on your best behavior? Exactly. <laughs> so she, <Just> The <laughs> dinner ends with, Shamia being like, you guys, let's just fake laugh. You know, it's manifesting that we'll have a good time. And they're all kind of just like, ah, being dumb, which I think it was a great way to break the ice. And I'm already talking about the reunion, but I hope that they bring Shamia on. And I hope that next season she gets a peach. Her husband needs to agree. Like, we stand Shamia. She brings the fun. (laughs) She brings the shade. The husband get it together. So the episode ends with them returning to their little house. And Candy gets a text from Don Juan. And he's like, the package arrived, which is the male strippers. <laughs> and as we see, the strippers are in a box, which this is like, if you were to see this 20 years ago, you'd be like, why is there strippers in a box with masks on? What is this? But um, it ends with them getting to the house. And as we see, everyone's welcome to the sex dungeon style bachelorette party. And it basically ends there. Next episode, we see them get crazy dancing up on the guy allegedly fuck him and i'm excited because where there's drama there's entertainment but enough about atlanta <laughs> let's transition over to salt lake city and your favorite snow bunnies. yes my favorite snow bunnies so salt lake city had their first reunion their first part reunion um first part of the reunion oh my god i'm like stumbling i can't speak um so we start off with my girls with my queens and they all flew to new york city i don't know covid reasons i was like you can't have it in salt lake city you had to fly to another city with your husbands too like okay um their first season obviously definitely a hit i don't know in my opinion it was i love them so i'm totally expecting this reunion three-parter to like blow me out of the fucking water and the first part i'm gonna say did not disappoint before i start i just need to go over these fucking looks i'm sorry louise but their picture was deceiving i do like their looks when they're sitting down you know like they look good i will say lisa was my favorite look because it was so simple but I don't know. Did you have a favorite look before I go I'm on? eye rolling like, as you speak. Um, I like Meredith and maybe <laughs> because I stand Meredith. But yeah, overall, I their hair. But yeah, they were not coordinated. I just, but I like them sitting down. I was like, okay, queens, go off. But anyways, now starting off, the reunion starts off with some questions from Andy after a quick highlight reel. And Andy asked Whitney about the swinger community comment. And then he asked Mary about her bad wigs, which I felt like, okay, this is a good, a good start. But I don't know about you. I felt like some questions that he was asking, there was like no transition. There was like no like reason. I was just like, what is the reason? Like, yeah, how do these like, questions come like together? Filler questions. 
Yes, I was like, um, are we cutting things out? Are things like being like edited out? Because I'm very confused right now. Because then we, it's a lot of bouncing back and forth. Like there's not really like a stream of things happen like it goes from one thing to another and first we see Meredith and Jen argue about Jen's comments on book Brooks's tracksuits and Meredith says that if Jen had stopped at that comment then it'd be one thing but it was worse because Jen doubled down on social media which we saw that she like liked tweets making fun of Brooks and she even like with the vagina comment but Andy was like no we're gonna touch on that later so he did a lot of that I don't know if you noticed he did a lot of that where it's like no I don't want to talk about that let's talk about that later did you notice yeah I'm like like, well let's talk about it now you're only filming for so long so when are you gonna get to it Andy hurry up (laughs) exactly you flew them to New York Andy come on so this leads us to talking about Meredith's birthday party which was the first episode of the season and we um we found out through a clip online of Lisa singing happy birthday to herself, but it was also Lisa's birthday. And the party was only for Meredith. And so Lisa, she's not too upset that Jen didn't throw her party, but Heather jumps in to say, well, at least Jen threw the party for Meredith, unlike her longtime friend, Lisa. And I was like, okay, girl. Okay, queen. Okay, good time, girl. Jump in. Yeah, right away it was like, come through with the shade. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, bitch. And this marks the first argument of many of the night between Heather and Lisa. I should take a shot every time Heather and Lisa fight throughout the fucking episode. But Lisa denies, she she says, I didn't diss Heather. This is where I say that there was a lot of back and forth. Cause first we're talking about the party and then now we're going to Heather and Lisa. Exactly. And they're like, no, I didn't diss you. And Mary chimes in. And I like Mary's whole energy this entire episode because it seemed someone made a good comment on social media they said it seems like mary's the only one who went into the reunion blind like it doesn't seem like she watched any episodes it doesn't seem like she really talked to any of the ladies beforehand that bitch is in there with no alliance well she actually (laughs) actually was on watch it happens live at some point and she told andy like yeah i haven't been watching i i didn't get the episodes (laughs) and andy's like we emailed them to you she's like no okay then i need to check on that because i've been watching that I've been watching. She's, I'm telling you, she's a character. I love her. And Mary chimes in at this point to say, Heather, you were already a little bit dis- defensive that night anyway. And Lisa's like, yeah, she was. Production roll footage. And a lot of people on Twitter said, girl, if you're going to ask them to roll footage, make sure that the footage is on your side. Because when production rolled this footage, it only further proved Heather's point that Lisa was the one dissing her. And no, Lisa doubled down. And she was like, no, you were very rude to me on my birthday, no less. And I was like, girl, we get it. It was your birthday. But you know what? It was about Meredith, not you. You should have said something. Goodbye. They continue to talk about how um Andy makes a point like oh well you did make those comments about her and Lisa was like oh about her being a good time girl no I said she was a good time and you know someone told me a story about her you know putting her breast up against windows (laughs) and (laughs) Andy tries to stop them at this point and this is where Lisa's like no I don't want to move on yet and Andy's like excuse me like I think Andy enjoyed Heather at his side because I don't know if you noticed they were Heather was making side comments and Andy would laugh. Yeah, they're quite like, chummy. Oh. And it's like whatever right Very now. Much. But in the future, I'm not going to like it because we all know that she's the super fan we housewife. And when you have mm-hmm. a super fan on there and who basically kisses the boss's ass, she gets privileges. And I like, I'm like whatever with Heather, but 
I don't know. I, I see that. I foresee a problem coming. So <laughs> honestly, yeah, she'll, she'll probably be, that's what I was wondering. Who's going to be his favorite off this cast? I was like, I don't think it's Jen because he was pressing her a little bit, but I was like, hmm, maybe Heather, maybe Whitney, whoever gives him, oh my gosh, no, I'm not even going to say that comment. <laughs> so then we see Andy, um, he stops them anyway after that because he was like whatever like let's just move on and they don't really resolve anything which we see again when they fight another time later on and then we see Andy asked Whitney about how she felt towards Lisa's dancing comment that she made about her and Whitney's like I need to make a point that Lisa is not jealous of me Lisa just thinks she's better than me and Lisa of course she's like no I don't think I'm better than you and she's like, just you dancing in front of Sharif like that was inappropriate. And Heather's like, okay, well, who did you do the splits for? Who did you do the splits in front of? And I love that Lisa was like immediately like, like she just shut up. And then Jen, of course, didn't defend her. She wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't appropriate. She even went on to say, no, I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem later on. But I was like, oh, Lisa, you're writing so hard for your girl, Jen. And Jen can't even do you the favor. Yeah, where you're is she here. backing you up? Exactly. And you're over here um, fighting with Mary, fighting with Heather, fighting with Meredith, fighting with Whitney. And Jen can't even stick up for you, bitch. So then this um, this next part after Andy asked Mary a question about her loofah dress only proves my point that like the editing and the momentum of the, se- of the reunion was like weird because um, then he just transitions like from that and he goes, well, Jen was definitely in a hot seat. And I was just like, where, Maybe where was some the... Maybe coke before that, allegedly. <gasps> that was going to be my, that was going to be my comment. I was like, he's, gonna, whoever his favorite's going to be is the one who supplies him with the cocaine. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so after Jen's reel, Andy asked about her marriage, her assistance, and her plastic, plastic surgery history. And the shade from these fucking viewers I, I was laughing because he was like, Jen, people want to know what your assistance roles are. Why do you need four assistants and what do they do other than clap for you and talk about your great outfits? And I was like, T, what do they do? And she goes on to say like, oh, they, you know, they have specific roles within my company. And then I was thinking to myself, well, what the fuck does she do? And he's like, and the Andy brings up that point. And she was like, oh, you know, I've been in direct response marketing for 20 years. And I was like fucking Heather because I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Even though I'm pretty sure that I was taught that in one of my fucking public relations classes and I didn't fucking listen. I don't pay attention. That's why I wasn't on honor roll. <laughs> and that's the thing that I hate about Jen is that she talks in circles. She doesn't answer directly. She's like Karen Huger. Like they just talk in circles, yeah. hoping that you forget what the question was. Like they asked her, what are, what are exactly. the roles of your assistants? And she's like, yeah, I have a lot of um, assistants and they all have different roles. They, they all do different things. Bitch, you didn't exactly. answer the question. The only thing she answered was what she does, which I semi like I did, but I didn't understand. And then, of course, Lisa was like, it's very lucrative. And I was like, OK, thank you. Thank you so much. So then Andy, Andy presses her about why she didn't seem to feel comfortable about talking to Sharif about how she was feeling, because from what he saw and from what we all saw, Sharif seemed very like he was like a caring husband, a comforting husband, very clear headed. And she's basically like chalking up her behavior towards Sharif and the other ladies to what she was going through, which was her anger at Sharif. Again, like you said, she was like dodging the question. It's like, 
well, he's asking you why you weren't comfortable, not why, like, she didn't even answer the question. She didn't say why she wasn't comfortable. I was just like, it doesn't seem like you really, like, understand what you're trying to say. I don't am know. I, am I you... reaching here? But it almost seemed like Andy was alluding to, like, physical violence. I don't know. He was, like, like he made it seem no, like he was reaching. trying to, he was trying to, like, search like, what's for... Up? Why were you mm-hmm. afraid of him? Why did he? He was, you know, that it reminds me of when he asked Phaedra, did he ever hit you? And he kind of put her on the spot. I feel like that's what he wanted to do without yeah. saying it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think, okay. I mean, I'm not saying Jen's not a victim or anything. Like, I'm not saying we could later on find out something else. But I was very much like, I don't think that's the issue here. I think Jen just doesn't know how to share her feelings. Because I, I did get, I do understand what you're saying. Because I thought that too. I was like, what is he trying to get at? Like, what? Like, like what? Like, why would you list all those things? Like, we we didn't really see him, homeboy. Like, what? So, no, I totally understand you, but it seemed like Jen, either way, was not going to answer. You really think Jen's going to answer a question like that? If she was put on the spot like Phaedra, do you think she would answer a question like that? Exactly. It was just, and I think the fact <laughs> that he kept going on and on, like, he kept, like, picking and picking. Exactly. Like, Andy, you're not going to get the answer you want. Calm mm-hmm. down. It seems like Jen and... Uh, Lisa were in the hot seat like this episode which I mean I'm okay with but (laughs) (laughs) Mary chimes in Mary um she chimes in to say that she seems to be the one that most triggers Jen and of course Lisa she jumps in and she has to let Mary know that you know that's not true I I see her she gets triggered by a lot of things and I love that this is why I say that Mary, it didn't seem like she talked to any of these fucking bitches before the reunion because she was like, um, didn't you say that she does seem to get upset about me every single time? Like even the thought of me like upsets her every single time. And I love, I was just like, yes, Mary, don't back down. Like, and no one was really on Mary's Island either. Like the only one who really spoke up about her was Whitney. And that was like one time. I don't know. Did you notice that? I was like, no, yeah. okay, I, Mary. I think that's what makes her likable is that I feel like these women, for example, Heather are so invested on being on the show. Whereas Mary's just like, bitch, I got two scenes in the entire uh, season and I'm cool. But this, I'm good with that. Yeah. And I'm going to do me. Exactly. She's like, this reunion, it's my bitch. <laughs> Jen kind of tries to shut them down. And she's like, no, there's only been certain instances where I've been triggered by you. But you as a person, you don't trigger me. I mean, it's obvious that's not true. Even someone like just saying like Mary, they could be talking about the Virgin Mary and Jen would probably still be like, Mary! Like, and and can we talk about glass. how Mary like shut down <laughs> anyone who came for her? Like she exactly. did not give a fuck. She's like, no, I'm not talking to you. Shush. Or that's not true. Stop lying. Put your hand down. Exactly. The only two she didn't really come at were Whitney and Meredith. And I feel like because Whitney and Meredith didn't really talk this entire Well, because I feel like they're like, cool Whitney with her. The like, if you look back exactly. in all the scenes that uh, Mary was in, it was usually talking to they're Meredith. They're the ones who or... defend her. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So then we move on. And Andy asked Jen if she ever apologized to Heather for yelling at her after Whitney's flapper party. And Heather's like, no. She didn't. We never talked about it. She never brought up a conversation. And we get an insincere, insincere apology from Jen and a laugh from Andy, who sees through her insincerity. And he's like, and spoiler alert, when anyone like Jen says, I'm sorry you felt that way, that's not a fucking apology. 
if anyone ever says, I'm sorry you felt that way, but, or I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry I offended you. I'm sorry if apology. it hurts you. Clearly. Yeah, I'm sorry if it whoever... hurts It's not an apology. Yeah, come on now. And trust me, because I've, I've done that apology. Like, it's not an apology, <laughs> bitch. The person does not mean it. So then Heather's like, Jen, even if you didn't care, I'd always get you in the car drunk. And like, I don't know about you. I was like, I loved when Mary was like, you shouldn't have to do that because that's not a friend. Okay, you need to choose a friend who need who's going to be a friend back. And I was like, yes, Mary. Okay, Mary, come through with the advice. That's what all of us have been fucking yelling at the screen exactly. about. We want Heather to get her head out of her ass and stop being Jen's friend. And Jen tries to be snarky and she's like, we'll take your own advice. And Mary's like, well, I don't really have to because I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was iconic. Like, yes. I was like... She doesn't even have to try. She doesn't want to be your friend, bitch. And it's funny because, like, you can tell Jen was like, well, fuck you, like, in her head. But she was her. She was offended. She Mm -hmm. was like, damn you. Mary got the last word. Mm -hmm. So we move on to Brooks's comment about Jen's vagina. And while Meredith, like, she insists that her children did see Jen's vagina. And that's why they left the house at 10 p.m. to go to Best Buy. I don't know, to go look for fucking iPods or iPhones or something. I don't know what the fuck. Jen's like, they didn't see my vagina. They didn't. And she even says, you know, Brooks was already upset because when he came upstairs, he saw you smoking, Meredith. And Meredith's like, okay, so what? Okay, and she was like that Ariana Grande diff. She was like, and what and about, what about it? it? You know, like, I was like, hello. And Jen was still denying like about Brooks, about saying anything about Brooks on social media. But it's obvious, but it's obvious that she has been online. She she's been online liking tweets about him and she's been online saying that how would he even know what a vagina looked like if he's never even seen one? And obviously we all know Brooks is gay. So it's like, girl, what was that comment about? Seems a little homophobic, but whatever. To each their own. <laughs> so Meredith also accused Jen of having a video of her smoking for blackmail purposes. But I was confused here because I was like, what the fuck? Like, how would you blackmail someone over smoking a cigarette? So here's the thing. Are we going to cancel her or what? My mindset or my (laughs) logic on that was, okay, Uh I remember because, you know, like these shows, it's not just for entertainment purposes. This is like I'm a journalist and this is my life. (laughs) This is Nancy Drew. (laughs) Exactly. So I'll watch these episodes and I'll make sure to tune in for the live tweets. And while I was yeah. watching it, her and Meredith, Jen and Meredith kind of had an exchange. They were basically subtweeting one another. And I remember, uh-huh. I remember Jen tweeting something like receipt. She posted the emoji three times. She said receipts, receipts, receipts. And then she said something like, oh, um, I'm not the one to come for because I have receipts. And then when we were watching the reunion and Meredith basically came out and said, yeah, I smoke here once in a while. It is what it is. I feel like Meredith took that opportunity and was like, listen, mm-hmm. bitch, you're not going to expose me or you're not going to come out and say that exactly. I smoke if I say it before you. So I feel like Jen's logic was Meredith holds herself to such a high standard and and there I smoking is bad, which I mean, smoking is bad. Do what you want, whatever. That's the tweets yeah. on their own. But um, yeah, that's your like, lungs, bitch. Yeah, I feel like Jen was trying to be manipulative, manip- manipulative. And she was trying to like, mm-hmm. how are her for that? And it's like, yeah mary and the rest of the women were like well bitch we don't fucking care those are her lungs like it is what it is exactly i like yeah mary was like okay and i was like okay yes bitches like let jen know that you're not gonna fucking fall for her for her shit like it was so fucking stupid but then um 
Andy asks why after all of that happened, why would Meredith invite Jen to sleep over? And Meredith was like, I never did. But Jen stayed over because she was passed out. And Jen kind of, she, she goes, no, you did invite me and you're the one who passed out. And there was a moment there, you're going to hate me, but there was a moment there where it seemed like our Jen girl was did, caught up. Our girl yeah, Meredith was caught Jen up. Jen could be telling the truth. And because it seemed like Meredith did that thing where you realize like, oh shit, yeah, I don't remember that, how it <laughs> happened. Because then she was just like, okay, well, whatever. Like, whatever, exactly. I give you the tracksuit the next day to go home. And I was just like, okay, queen of deflecting, queen of disengaging. She was quick to not engage but in that sister, conversation. My sister caught that. She was just like, I think right there, Meredith realized that Jen was telling the truth, that she was the one passed out because you could tell that she stumbled. She stumbled and she was like, okay, well, moving on, you know? But I was like, no, Meredith, it's okay, girl. I still love you. I still love you, cigarettes and all. And he asked the ladies if now that they know what Jen was going through, if they sympathize with her more. And Heather's like, we've always sympathized with her. And I love that Mary, she takes the opportunity. She's like, well, yeah, you guys always sympathize with Jen, but you don't sympathize with her maliciousness towards me. And Mary was like the queen of side comments. Mary and Heather were like the queen <laughs> of like saying something under your breath. And then um, Lisa like points out and she's like, that was so unkind. I can't believe you said that because I am such a kind person to you. I've always been a kind person to you. And spoiler alert again, you guys, if someone has to point out how kind they are to you or how kind of a person they are, they're not a kind person. Because this bit, I was like, shut the fuck up, Miss. I'm such a kind person, Barlow. But <laughs> the best moment of the reunion came to me when Mary asked Lisa to put her hand down. And Lisa was like, I talk with my hands. I'm a New Yorker. Oh and my- then Heather's like, and Heather, Heather fucking said this under her breath. Okay. She said this really quietly and they're sitting like fucking Lisa's in Timbuktu and fucking um, <laughs> Heather's over there in fucking uh, Los Angeles. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but Heather goes, Lisa, you've lived in Utah for 20 years. And I, I don't know how the fuck Lisa caught that, but she was just like, I, I do, I am from New York. I bounce back all the time. I grew up here. My mom still lives here. Do you want to talk about that? And Andy goes, I don't want to talk about that. Let's move on. He was not having her bullshit. And I, was, and I think that was my favorite was moment not. too of the reunion where she was like, bitch, that's not the truth. You know, stop with your fakeness. Exactly. So this whole reunion kind of sparked like a potential feud for season two between Mary and Lisa. And I'm happy to watch Mary take Lisa down. I don't know about you, but Lisa and Jen, I'm happy to watch her take them both down. So, <laughs> Which if you think about what you just said, we haven't even finished the reunion and we're already thinking about next season. This is barely part one or the part three. Like this is tea. how good this show is. Like you get, you guys need to get on it. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I think all of these ladies will be coming back with maybe some friends of maybe one new person, but I don't see any new people coming in. I think maybe they'll get a friend of, but I can see them saying the same for the second season. The reunion ends on Lisa's segment and how the ladies perceive Lisa to be a mean girl. And Lisa takes on both Heather and Whitney as they like talk about her being dismissive, cold, and snotty. And I'm telling you, the word of the reunion was dismissive. Just like I'm going to take a shot every time Heather and Lisa argued. I'm going to take a shot anytime one of them said dismissive. So, I mean, we'll, we'll rewatch it and we'll do that. We'll do a drinking game. So <laughs> after a majority of the ladies, um, after a majority of the ladies call her on her attitude, Andy was like, Lisa, what do you take from that? Like, what are you going to learn from this? And Lisa's like, it's not a crime to like myself. And I'm like, girl, you're 
obviously went over your head. People read books on liking themselves. And another good read from Heather was like, you should write a book. I'm not going to read it. (laughs) Like, it's just stupid sentences. And to me, they're just iconic. Heather and Mary were the MVPs for me because of their side comments. They're under the breath comments. I was like, you bitches, are, why couldn't you be like this? Come on, bitches. Like, yeah, I'm going to need, as much as I stand Meredith, I'm going to need her to engage a little bit more because Meredith, exactly. give us some attitude. You know, with that energy that you gave us on the finale, that's what we want exactly. to see from you. I feel like Meredith would be able to read people. Like, she'd be able to snap back. Okay, so she needs to fucking, yeah, engage. Then she tries, Lisa tries to say that Mary can also be the same way in her attitude, in her honesty. And Heather's like, Mary can be honest and she can be harsh, but she's never condescending. And that's what you are. And there's a moment with Whitney. She brings out a badly printed receipt, badly printed text. And then there's a funny side comment from Mary about how she doesn't think Heather likes her very much. And Heather just gives a funny face. I was like very confused (laughs) by that right there. But I think what really stood out to me um, was when Lisa was calling Heather and Whitney manipulative. And she was like, well, you try to lie to Meredith about not being, so she wouldn't be my friend anymore. I don't know if you caught that. Because I was also trying to figure out why they were seated so far away from each other. Meredith and Lisa. Yeah, that's so, like, the first thing I caught. Was there a moment? Right? I was like, I'm trying to recall. Did Heather and Winnie ever have a conversation with Meredith this season? Or is that like a behind the scenes? Is that like a current thing happening? Like, I'm so fucking confused right now. I think that's probably but like a, a current you... thing. From my memory, <laughs> they didn't have any drama. So I'm like, did something happen outside exactly. of family? What's up? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was like, they're not sitting next to each other. And the teaser for next week. I was like, maybe they're just trying to tease us that they're going to fight, but it seems like they're angled towards each other. As they're no, yelling, they're not so fighting. I don't see it. They're happening. not. Okay. All right. Not, not on the reunion. Meredith's going to disengage. <laughs> um, the reunion ends with Andy asking Heather and Whitney if they even want to be friends with Lisa. Heather's only really response. She's like, well, I don't want to be enemies. And then there's a final moment where we see Lisa getting a little bit emotional over nasty DMs she's received because of her mean girl persona. But I was like, okay, girl, thank you. I mean, it was nice to see her vulnerable because this entire season, I felt like she was very like, Mormon 2.0, I'm so much more perfect than you. (laughs) So it was nice to see her like crying. I mean, Andy even commented on it, but that's basically where we end. And next week, I think uh, we're going to take off from there too. Like we're still going to be talking about that. But um, we see Lisa and Meredith yelling at somebody. You said it's not to each other, but I'm like, okay, well, we'll wait and see. And then we see Andy asking Mary about her convenience store and hospital fears. So I'm excited. How did, did you like the first part? You Mary, 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 what are we going to do with you? I really like <laughs> the first part, um, but it's like an appetizer, if you will. Like I want the whole, the yeah. whole where's the juiciness um but like you said it was a great start and can't wait for next week yeah okay so that's it on solid city let's go to our our other queens our drag queens our drag queens um, bring back my girls <laughs> sorry okay backup singer for rupaul so the episode <laughs> starts off with the girls walking into the workroom and candy says that she feels horrible for sending tamisha home and i was like you know what bitch this is off her camera time because you do not feel bad you know damn no, you well. know uh-huh. you know damn well you felt happy when you sent her home so olivia says that she's super happy because she just won her challenge 
the disco challenge, which I couldn't even think of it because it was so boring. Um, <laughs> Elliot makes it a point to be like, you guys, I just noticed this, but two girls that I've worked with have gone home. Like, this is not okay. And everyone's like, it's the <laughs> Elliot with two T's curse. Like, this is not okay. And <laughs> if we're talking currently on Instagram, it makes, it's not a secret that the other ladies, some of the ladies don't care for Elliot. Um, they've made mm-hmm. bold statements about him being racist, about, um, displaying microaggressions and i don't keep up with elliot like that so i don't know but i mean if a lot of people are saying that then that might be the case hopefully um if he is displaying such nasty behavior he fixes himself but he basically says that the other girls are making an effort to be his friends and i don't care who you are i don't want to say like if you're racist because if you're racist go to hell but it made me sad to see him basically be like nobody wants to be my friend like that was a shitty moment don't you think Yeah, I mean, now that you're explaining everything that the other queens are saying on social media, though, it kind of makes me wonder why they're trying to edit Elliot with two T's as, like, a victim. Not a victim, but, like, as, like, an outsider when you're saying that the other queens on social media are making these statements about her or, you know? So I'm like, why why don't we see Elliot making music? So there's always the reunion, and the reunion is filmed, I believe, a week or two before the finale they usually yeah before the finale like they they film it um right before the season's over so if those accusations are brought on to the show they're definitely going to talk about them but um moving on so the mini challenge for this episode is the reading challenge which i don't need to explain what reading to you is because as we see (laughs) housewives that shit's a common theme um (laughs) do you remember some of the reads because i wrote down some of my favorite reads who in your opinion was funny I think um, Gottmik was hilarious. I like that Gottmik picked on his friends. Not going to lie. Like, I like that Gottmik was like, Candy, Tina, like, blah, 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 Candy. I thought everyone was coming for Candy, though. They were like, Candy uh, eats all the candy. Oh, sorry, Candy Muse, Candy Ho or something. I was like. Exactly, which is funny because Candy Ho (laughs) is actually a contestant or was a contestant on Drag Race season seven. And she kind of got this edit that she was invisible. Like, people forgot she was on the show. I mean, I, I liked her, but um, that was funny. And my ultimate favorite read was the one by Gottmik where she said, Candy Muse, it's so important that we all represent different communities. I trans, you gay, and pug. I was like, this is this is hilarious. <laughs> it's funny because before this uh, season even started, I had told my siblings, like, no offense, but Candy Muse kind of looks, I didn't say pug, because in my opinion, pugs are cute. So I was like, she looks like a French bulldog. She looks like a pit bull. I don't, I don't know. Am, am I rude for saying that? I don't know. <laughs> there are people, yeah, it's not offensive to say some people look like dogs, okay? So, I mean, it's okay. Yikes. So the winner of the challenge is Got Mick, which, I mean, rightfully so, because they were hilarious. RuPaul then tells them that the yes. main challenge is Bossy Rossi After Dark, which it's an improv challenge. Mwah, mwah. I fucking hate those. But um, <laughs> on season 10, they did a challenge where it was the Bossy Ross show, which was like a Jerry Springer type show. So now they're like recreating yeah. that. I don't know. It was stupid. We see them get <laughs> split up into groups. And Tina says that she's nervous about working with Elliot because she feels like Elliot is not funny. They're not, they're not really a comedian. True. And they're basically like not out there like they're not abrasive when it comes to comedy did you yeah. what did you think of that pairing it was very odd I mean I agreed with the other queens about how Tina did most of the work but either way like neither one of them is funny to me 
Exactly. <laughs> Simone is paired up with Candy and Candy says that she wants to see a different side of her. She thinks that she's super talented and she's multifaceted, but I mean, to each their own. Lala, Rosé, and Denali are working together and Lala, just like Candy says, you know, I'm going to apply these notes, these critiques, and I'm going to show the judges that I am an actor and I can do everything. Utica, Olivia, and Gamik are working together. So Utica lets us know that she was actually a part of an improv trope and that she's an expert when it comes to comedy and improv. Olivia, I don't know. She's shady as fuck. I'm, I'll be the first to say it. You guys know this every week. I call her out <laughs> for being shady and like, I don't care for her. And this is a perfect example because they were trying to split up the parts and they didn't know who was going to get who. And Utica, yeah. I'm sorry. She let her guard down and she ended up giving Olivia the part that she wanted. And spoiler alert, exactly. Olivia won. But yeah. um, if you were on the show, who would you fight for your part or would you just lie down and be like, okay, whatever, I don't care? Ugh, I'd probably lie down and be like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Um, because I'm submissive when it comes to other people. Like, people can bulldoze over me. I'm a bulldozer when there's no other bulldozers. But if there's already an alpha personality, that person will bulldoze over me. So I would very much be Utica. I mean, I felt so bad for her, though, because... Utica ended up doing really bad. So. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. so we move on to the challenge and all of these characters have different storylines. When it comes to Rosé and Denali, they are pregnant by the same invisible man. And Lala Ree is also pregnant by the invisible man who is their doctor trying to fix the situation. This this like this is what I mean by like their storyline is boring. Like this episode was boring. What did you think of that group? The improv. Yeah, no, that's their, I think actually they were my favorite Oh, no, I'm wrong. They were my second favorite. But, yeah, the improv challenge, I was like, improv, like, doesn't that mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Improv means, improvisation means you don't have lines. Like, you're just exactly. coming so up with them on the top. Exactly. So going over in the workroom? Ex- lines? I was like, why are they going over lines? It's an improv challenge. Shouldn't, like, they give, they're given the scenario, you're pregnant by an invisible man. So you come up with lines on the fly and then your other actors have to come up with lines on the fly too, based on what you're saying. Exactly. So I was like very much confused. I was like, why? Like, it was a mess. Well, so that's why I was like, how are you not being funny? Those are lines that you're making or those are lines that were given to you. You, it's your delivery. I was very confused. Sorry, but <laughs> Moving I, on to I'm the rambling. next group. <laughs> Same. Then moving on to the next group, Got Mick is a psychiatrist and she is someone who escaped a mime cult. This is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Olivia is also somebody who recently <laughs> escaped the mind cult, mime cult, and Utica is playing Olivia's mother. This storyline, like, again, I don't even want to spend too much time on it because it was just nonsense. Olivia, I think they're giving her too much credit. I don't think she was that amazing. Yeah. It was a mess. Mick was the standout of that group. I don't know what people were talking about. I was like, I don't see what. And you guys know I'm an Olivia stan. So I was like, exactly. What? In the next group, we see Candy and Simone, who are playing former besties. They're basically playing it girls. Um, think Paris and Nicole, if you will. And they're very LA yeah. and very bougie. Tina, see, like I was gonna skip right over it. With no comments for that group. Um, I think Simone did good. I think they they both did all right. People on Twitter were actually like, "What is Trisha Paytas doing on the show?" Because they said that Candy looked no. very much like her. I thought that too. I, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but this total white chicks moment. Yeah, but you were thinking it. Um, <laughs> they were my favorite. Candy and Simone were actually my favorite. Like, they're the ones that I remembered, actually. Candy and Simone. Even though that's saying a lot because I didn't really like it. Like you said. It was- oh. Moving on, we have <laughs> Tina and Elliot. They're both playing NASA 
women who work for NASA. Tina has a 600 pound ass. She's very risque, very like out there. And Ellie is playing the more quiet, timid, shy character, basically a dud. And they end up making out. And when they go back, the girls are not feeling it. And they made it a point to tell Elliot, you know what, Elliot, you were great, but Tina was better. You fucking suck. And call me like, I don't know. I'm all for everyone stating their opinion, but it came across as very bitchy and like, I don't want to say yeah. because it wasn't bullying. Let's put that out there. But it was very like, can you guys calm down? We get it. You didn't like her performance. Exactly. I was just like, okay, if you didn't like it, then just move on. Just say, you guys did really well. And then later on, tell Tina specifically, individually, you, I thought you did really well during your group. Like, you know, like when I'm watching back the clip and then of course they have to show Candy saying something because Candy's the villain. But I was like, oh gosh, like, of course, if Candy says it, you guys are going to take it wrong. Like, come on, guys, pick some <laughs> other spokesperson. Exactly. So moving on to the next day, the girls are in the workroom preparing for the runway and we see a more softer side, even though we've seen lots of side of Simone. She's just a queen, definition of a queen. Um, yes. She talks about how she feels pressure to excel in things, especially because her brother went to jail at some point and Mm-hmm. What did you think of this moment? I like, I, I'm telling you, I'm rooting for Simone. I hope she wins. I think she wins. I don't know the way they're formatting it. So it's like, yes, the more I see of Simone, the more I learn of Simone. It's like, you just love her. I wish she could win all the awards. Winner, congeniality, <laughs> everything. <laughs> love that. So Elliot then talks to Tina and she basically comes out about her clinical depression. And I feel like in this moment, it was probably difficult for Elliot to talk to Tina about. That situation yeah. because for one, a lot of the girls are not really meshing with her. So for her to basically say, Hey, this is why I am the way I am. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. you guys like hopefully you understand why. And in her confessional, Tina's like, Yeah, I feel bad now, but I'm like, Do you really? Because the next episode you're gonna be shitting on her watch. Like, I don't know. It seemed kind of <laughs> fake of Tina to like say that she felt really? bad. Like, I'm not gonna say she didn't feel bad, but it was questionable. I felt bad for Elliot. Like it takes a lot to speak on that on television. So props, props to Elliot. So moving on to the runway category is beat it. <laughs> Denali comes out in this lamp, um, lamp chandelier inspired look. I, I thought it was intricate. Like I thought it was cool, but I, I didn't really yes. like, I didn't really like like the dress part of it. Like the way, like chandelier. I don't know. I didn't really care okay, for it. I get you. I guess Denali was like my fave look. I was very upset when she didn't make the top, but whatever. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Next up is Rosé. And Rosé comes out in this Tinkerbell inspired dress thing. So she's using the beads that kids iron. What are they, Do you know what they're called? They're like... um, Yeah, they're the fucking... Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Melting beads, melting beads, melting beads. There you go. Um, I thought it was a good concept. This is probably one of my favorite runways from her. Um, yeah. Because it wasn't fucking tool. Next up is La La Rie. La La Rie comes out in this Mardi Gras inspired look. It's I wrote down that it's very shaky. It's very like has mm-hmm. a bunch of moving parts to it because when she moves, it's like blowing in the wind. Um, the look itself yeah. it was basic. Like I like the colors and the concept, but it was kind of basic. Mm-hmm. Next up is Got Mick. So Got Mick came out in this anal bead inspired look. It was this big <laughs> headpiece and it was red all over. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's not much to say about that. I Red mean, all over. Ain't no beads love that for her. <laughs> Olivia comes out in this wig that we saw last week or the week before. But if you guys mm-hmm. didn't watch, she comes out basically in this like little girl outfit. I wrote down that it was very much like little girl playing hopscotch, little girl playing jump rope, very that. Um, 
the outfit itself was kind of basic and then because we had seen that wig before on candy like the wigs are very similar mm-hmm. it was like unoriginal and kind of basic i don't know yeah and i don't know about you i didn't really i understand where she was going from going with with the jump rope beads but i was like where are the other be- like where's the beads like you have rosé coming out in a whole bead and a whole melting bead dress like where are your beads do you get me? I fucking exactly. make with her anal beads. Just like just like <laughs> in the last episode that she won her little black dress look, it was a basic ass little black dress. I'm like, you guys, we gr- we get it. She has great charisma. She's her smile is beautiful. We love yeah. her. But this judging is very, very iffy, very questionable. The next mm-hmm. queen up is Utica. And all I wrote was that she was a bloody bride. Like there wasn't much to it. I didn't really care for her look. Um yeah, great. I guess. Candy Muse comes out in this classy, flashy, and a little bit trashy nude outfit. Surprisingly, I liked it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Candy, but that outfit was it was it was pretty. Um, her big hat was mm-hmm. dripping in jewels, which we love an expensive bitch. Love it, love that. <laughs> Simone comes out in this bikini top inspired look, and again, just conceptual, thoughtful, creative, beautiful. Simone will win. If Simone doesn't win, I'm right. Yes. Um, yes, I'm going to cry. It was just so iconic. Um, when she turned around, her hair revealed that her name was spelled out in the beads, which her yes. her sister, Gigi Good, helped her out with, which Gigi Good was a finalist last season. So love that. Ooh. And Simone got a DM from Rihanna. So like if Simone doesn't fucking win, I'm going to cry. Okay. Like she's Rihanna approved. Which she posted that picture and then she quickly deleted it, which is kind of like iffy. People were like, oh, why did she delete it? They're like, oh, NDA, what's up? But we'll, we'll see at the reunion if they bring it up. Next up is Tina Burner. And she comes out in this, again, a Mardi Gras inspired look. Is it just me or like, at first I was like, why did multiple girls come out in a Mardi Gras inspired look? Like, I get it, the beads, like you throw them. But like, I don't know, my mind didn't I, go when I thought of beads. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well. Yes, you have to flash somebody to get beads, Louise. Come on. I know that, but like, eh, I guess. So she comes out <laughs> in this green, purple, gold look, and she's a clown jester thing, and she reveals, and her boobs are exposed. The, the reveal wasn't anything special, just like her drag. <laughs> Last but not least, or maybe in their opinion, least, um, Elliot with two teeth comes out, and his look is inspired by flappers. It was a 1920s look, and again, the Mardi Gras colors. Overall, who was your favorite look on this runway? I liked Candy and Denali. They were very similar, like not similar, but like their bead, their bead design was similar. Um, they were my two favorites. And Mick and her fucking anal beads. Did you want to use those beads or <laughs> I'm just kidding. Moving on. <laughs> so Rue declares that Denali, Rose, Tina and Got Mick are safe. Rose and Denali were bothered to say the least. These girls yes. have been working their ass off. These past couple of episodes have been really putting in so much effort and they're just yeah. safe. Like what? This is what I mean by like the judging is questionable this season. What is this? I'm telling you, I think, okay, no offense to Candy and Olivia, but I think Rose and Denali could have been there. Could have been there in their spot. Like Olivia specifically, like her challenge, her mime was not as good as Mick. Like Mick could have been in there too. Like any one of them, Mick, Denali, or Rose could have taken a spot of candy or olivia olivia (laughs) forgettable it was like it was like they could have taken their spot i would have been upset too but 
whatever neither here nor there yes <laughs> so after that the judges give their critiques and eh, whatever whatever everything's questionable um but rue declares olivia lux the winner which again her outfit was shit it was basic and then her yeah acting in a challenge was basic y'all fans are gonna come for me but what is this judging i can't get over it and unfortunately the bottom two are lala re and elliot when you saw that they were declared the bottom two, what were your thoughts as far as the lip sync before it even started? I was rooting for Lala Ree. And when I heard, I was like, no, Lala Ree better fucking run this. Because if Elliot fucking gets through after giving us basic, basic, basic every week, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And I did. <laughs> she probably did because the lip sync is A Whole Lot of Woman by Kelly Clarkson, which I'd never heard that song in my life before. But um, Me neither, but it was a good song. <laughs> They danced their ass off because they're dancers. Ellie was doing splits left and right. Um, they were yeah. both shaking their ass, very high energy. I like this lip sync. They both really gave it their all. But unfortunately, Lalari came up short because she was declared the loser of the mm. lip sync and is told to sashay away. She says that she feels defeated and she doesn't really understand why she's going home because she always gave it her 100 and she didn't understand what the judges wanted from her. In the moment mm. that I was watching this lip sync, I looked at the back of the stage because here's the thing. I always like to observe the girls because their faces, their faces and their facial reactions give like what they're thinking. And at one point, Olivia was like wide eyed, open mouth. Like she was not believing that Ellie was beating her. And I feel like this upcoming next episode, we're going to have even more controversy with Ellie because the fans do not like her. People were saying, what is this? Why did Lala read lip sync by herself? They were like, isn't someone supposed to go against Lala? Like they're not acknowledging (laughs) Ellie. And Elliot with two T's, you better pray because the people and the fans are not having it. But um, next week, we see that the iconic Rusical episode is coming. And <laughs> here's the thing. We've had amazing Rusicals and we've had shitty Rusicals. Yeah. Hopefully, um, because this is your first Rusical, it's a good one. We <laughs> see that it's going to be uh, something along the lines of social media, the Rusical. Social media. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hopefully we'll have some good pop references. Hopefully we'll see a guest judge that we like and hopefully it's a good episode. <laughs> okay. Ho- I'll, I'll read up. I'll read up. I'll watch other musicals to get my head in the game. Okay. So I can give you my true and honest opinion. That basically wraps up this week's episode of no BS where we talk a bunch of bullshit. Make sure to listen to the other episode, the other portion of this podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media. Send us DMs. Let us know what we should talk about. And yeah, Daniela, any final words? Um, make sure you guys are leaving reviews and you know, comment on our posts. Let us know how we're doing. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, make sure you guys are reading us five star on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to listen us, listen to listen us. You guys, I'm tired. Make sure you listen to us wherever. <laughs> we're available and we'll catch you guys in the next one thank you guys so much for listening bye bye